The top five teams in this year's Major League Baseball are all out of the playoffs. We're left with a league championship series nobody could have imagined. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. Two of the teams in the in the well, one team in the ALCS, one, and one out team of in the, four, or two out of four. I don't think anybody would be that surprised if you told them the Phillies or the Astros would have been there uh, before the playoffs started. Before the playoffs, well, only because the Phillies went through the World Series last right. year. I guess you would say that. I think though the fact that the Rangers and the Diamondbacks are in the LCS is a big surprise. I don't think most people would have predicted that. Even when the playoffs started, let alone before the season, though I guess the Rangers would have been a slightly more, you know, common pick than the Diamondbacks. So we'll, we'll take a look at the upcoming league championship series, which by the time this drops Monday morning, we'll have had game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Astros and the Rangers will have played Sunday night. Uh, and we will um, talk about what happened last week leading up to all this. Um, and I guess the... Uh, surprising thing to everybody was the lack of hitting on the part of the National League teams, in particular the Braves and the Dodgers, uh, who were really great hitting teams who decided to stop hitting. The the top four MVP candidates, pretty much each one of them had an absolutely awful series. Acuna, Olsen, Freeman, and Betts, none of them hit. They were a combined six for 43. That's a 139 average for everybody at home. Uh, you know, and, and these are, and they had, let me think, no home runs. Right. None. The, the vaunted Atlanta <laughs> offense went cold. And and so we'll, we'll talk about this in our next episode. And, and the Dodgers offense, which desperately needed to be there, wasn't there because they were already struggling with that pitching of theirs. We'll, we'll talk about this in the, in the episode that drops Thursday, just about, you know, the playoffs themselves. And a lot of people are complaining, particularly in the cases of the Dodgers and the the, uh, the Braves, that the five-day layoff was a problem. Uh, you know, I'll just say this right now, and then we'll, we'll go on to other stuff. The starting pitching was the problem uh, because they never got out of the gate, either team, on, in either game. And so they were behind. So if, if you were a good team and you were 0-0 because you weren't hitting, right, and it's the sixth inning, it's a different game than when you're down 4 nothing or 5 nothing right. or worse. And, and obviously it wasn't to the point where it if it's you know a universal truth because the Astros starting pitchers didn't seem like they had much of a problem with the layoff they right. were all very good exactly so, so why I, do they deal think, with it I think Brian Snitker kind of said it best with it just like you know it, I'm not going to blame the five day layoff we just didn't play well enough to paraphrase him and Strider would say the same thing and and uh, you know we'll we'll talk more about this because I think in the past there's been other issues where they had long layoffs like sometimes it rains for a long time you don't play a game for six days that happened in a world series one time you know where they didn't get to play the end of the world series for they were off for like six days the players came back and played you know right right <laughs> and obviously it's you know not optimal but i don't think you know anybody that even the players themselves said it was not the you know you can't blame this on the the layoff that they had and didn't you think when you know and i was really excited when we watched the end of the second game in which the braves won on the crazy double play what i can i I turned being somewhat jeter like on austin riley just happening to be in the right place at the right time and firing a strike to beat bryce harper by a step the fortuitousness of that whole thing to happen the way that it did i thought well the braves are going to win that was it 
That was, their, was like their last gas. That was like the only <laughs> moment they had the whole series. It felt like exactly, and 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 the excitement and the stupid stuff that happened with um, you know supposedly allegedly Arcia, you know, saying something and he the, said something in the clubhouse. A reporter then like made it was like one sentence in the article right. that he wrote. And, it was interesting. And, and, and then Harper like stared him down, and then everybody blew it up into this giant thing when it was just. I think it was honestly it only became a thing because the series was pretty boring. I think that's a good point. I mean, I think it was uh, Travis Darno's, you know, saying, well, you know, things should stay in the club. I was like, like, no, no. You say something, there's a zillion writers around, someone's going to say something about it. Right. Come on. And, and it's, but I think it was because, you know, that the Phillies has kind of thoroughly whooped the Braves that that's the kind of thing that gets a lot of focus because you got to have something to talk about other than, well, the Phillies starting pitching pitched well and the, the Philly lineup hit some home runs and the Braves didn't. <laughs> it didn't hit any, right? Right. And, that was pretty much every game. And your best pitcher, if you're the Braves, Strider, you know, who had pretty much owned the Phillies before this, didn't. Lost two games Lost in the series. Lost two games and the home runs to Castellanos, which one of those things I think is still going. But he crushed right. And I don't, think he, I, think, I don't think Castellanos ever had a hit off a fastball until that home run, the second home run he hit in the in the clinching game off, off of Strider. Right. Well, Strider hadn't given up a home run on a 99-mile-an-hour-plus fastball until that one So either. this one went so far it made up for a lot of home runs, actually. Right. So I think that both the Dodgers – I think the Dodgers are probably a little bit less surprised with their loss than the Braves because – I think even the most diehard Dodger fans would have admit that the pitching was a concern going into a concern. That it was terrifying. You were probably <laughs> hoping that it would be enough to get you by the Diamondbacks, but you would have certainly been concerned about it going into a series against the Braves or the Phillies. And Clayton Kershaw's playoff demons came back at the worst time. Yeah, it was just us last week saying, you know, well, you got to count on five in- innings or more from Clayton Kershaw of one runner or no. No, he didn't. He got one out right. in the game. One out it is the shortest outing of Kershaw's career, regular season playoff ever in his whole major. And league if you career. told Dodger fans Lance Lynn would be starting a playoff game before the end of the season, uh, you know, during the season, they would have been like, "Oh, that's not a good sign." Like we're in the playoffs, but that's not good. And then they said, and Bobby Miller would say, "Well, what about me?" And he stunk up the joint also and looked like he was a deer in the headlights, as everybody's saying. So look. You know, all their, we talked about this before. Their pitches were hurt. The Braves' pitches were hurt. Max Fried wasn't himself, obviously, with the coming back from the blister, and he didn't pitch well. And we needed him to be. He needed to be better. They just didn't pitch well enough. Right. But I think both of these teams, as presently constructed, I could see them both running it back next year or retooling. Obviously, I think the Dodgers. I don't, I don't are, think so. The Dodgers are going to go after starting pitching. I think the Braves are going to go after starting pitching. But there's only so many starting pitchers to go around. So I think you'll largely see those teams with maybe an addition or two that are going to be notable on each side. But if they both bust out in the NLDS again, you have to start being kind of concerned about it because it's it's happening a little bit, you know, for, for how good they are during the regular season. There is something that is preventing them from making a deep run in the playoffs because they consistently keep losing at that point. And and, and I think it's a little different this year because I don't remember last year's team being so injured on the pin, on the starting pitching for staff, the Dodgers, for the Dodgers in particular. Right. And that's, that's why, why I'm willing, to, a that's too. Why I'm willing to give the Dodgers a pass. And they've been like the Dodgers only they, they got their World Series win in the covid year. And so I think that also oh, they have that that's that's sort of hanging around their necks. A little now thing. that's yeah, starting yeah, to hang yeah, around their yeah. necks when they keep losing in the NLDS. And I think the Braves, for as good as they've been, they've got that 21 World Series, but they can't keep being the best team in baseball and then losing in the NLDS. Yeah, I think that's true. You know, they, they've got to win more than one. To right. Keep sort of thought as one of the better teams in, in the last 15 or 20 years. And, 
and I will take my dues as we switch over to the American League. Well, wait, wait, let's let's well, just finish about, up. Well, I don't want to go to the American League yet. Well, I, I think it's important because we're talking about the best team in baseball. You had the best team in the American League also bust out in the Orioles. Yeah, and, and what do they lack? Starting pitching. You're starting to see a theme here. So yeah. so finishing up with the National League. Yeah, yeah. The the you know, so the the Dodgers you know, if you if you took the Diamondbacks, obviously, and you took Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, who you know out out, and they were injured, you would be saying the same thing probably the other way. So their pitchers were healthy. The Phillies pitchers, Nola and Wheeler, were healthy. And you, you see a theme there as well. Both of those two teams had the two top end starting pitchers that could go out there and give them dominant performances. And I think the Phillies kind of look at it like, well, we got Wheeler and Nola. In four out of the in four games out of a seven game series, and then with our lineup, we should be able to hang with whatever they're throwing at us in the other three as well. And and you know their bullpen is is good. I, I still am a little concerned from the Phillies um, going into the National League Championship Series about is is Craig Kimbrell really the back of your bullpen, or is Alvarado the back of your bullpen? I mean, are I you concerned know. about Paul Seawald if you're the Phillies? Yeah, uh, uh, no, actually, I, I, right, exactly. <laughs> Not so really. I think I think neither of those teams has an absolutely elite dominant closer. I think the Phillies are better, but I, I think it's interesting how Rob think, Thompson uses his bullpen. Well, I think the closers in the American League are much more dominant. I think that's true. I think that's true. So I, I, I think that we'll, we'll preview the National League Championship Series, but you know, go to your, your Orioles and, and talk about the young stars on the pitching staff like uh, Rodriguez, Grayson Rodriguez, who didn't pitch well, mm-hmm. and then the hitters too. They were just – they just didn't – they looked like a young team that was not able to rise up in that the, the, it looked like the big moment got to them. Yeah, and, and, you know, it wasn't like they burned it up at the end of the season so that those five days off ruined their momentum or anything right. like they, that. They, the, the bats had already been kind of scuffling for the last month of the season. They did not hit great in September, but the starting pitching had come online. So I think if you were an Oriole fan, you would hoping that was going to stay consistent and the hitting would come back. Unfortunately, the starting pitching fell apart. Yeah. And the hitting didn't come back. And, you know, losing Batista, you know, for what it's worth, it, my psychologically hurts the team because he's... Right, that's the most he, you can say because Batista wouldn't have been a factor in this series. He's got to get that. And and the two young, you know, the young rookie, um, uh, Gunnar Henderson, you know, he was okay, you know, not great. And Rutschman didn't have a real good playoff. And I think those are your two young players that need to lead your team. And if they're not going to be hot, it's hard to beat what is a very good hitting Ranger team. You can say all you want about the Rangers. Semyon hasn't even hit that. Well, no, but that's a lineup top to bottom that everybody gives you a good at bat, and that that's a that puts a lot of stressing the opposing pitchers. You don't you don't get to take any at bats off against them, and and so they. The, the Orioles were sort of, you know, wa- walked off, basically. They were they were dispatched, which it's still a great season for the Orioles, the way that it went. They didn't have to do any more than they did, in my opinion. It's just because they won all those games and they had the best record the, in the, the league. The only sweepless team gets swept I in the know, postseason. I know, But all, all that is, they're ahead of schedule, if you really would have looked at it from the beginning of the season, going, yeah, the Orioles are going to go into the players. They're going to, you know, make win the division and they'll lose. They'll get swept in the division series. You'll say, well, I'll take that. Right. You take that. <laughs> I'll take that. So on the other hand, the Astros, who 
I don't know. They, they they won the division, which, when you think about it, gave them the time off. And as you said before, it didn't didn't hurt them at all because this is such a veteran team. They know exactly how to handle those situations, and and they have been and and will. Right. I mean, the Astros won the series, but I think it's more apt to say Jordan Alvarez won the series because he really powered them to that victory. He was so much of their offense throughout the entire series. You know, I I, w- I would go out on a limb and say he's right now the best hitter. You know, in the mm-hmm. playoffs remaining certainly. And, and the hottest hitter uh, at the same time, and I don't know how you pitch to him if you're the um, if you're the Rangers. Maybe you don't, you don't. right? <laughs> right? Maybe you don't. So let's take a look at previewing then the championship series. Uh, the game one will have happened between the Rangers and the uh, and the Astros, and we don't know if Max Scherzer is going to pitch we think he is going to be on the roster but at this moment we don't know it hasn't been but they don't have to do that until one o'clock on sunday afternoon so, right, so we got we're recording time. this before that um and and so could you see a shirts of verlander i mean would that be just for met fans sort of entertainment to watch them go pose each other and would that be entertaining or would it be sad I, I, we have prospects, so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother fan. me either, really. Like, okay, they, they weren't going to be in the postseason anyway, so what do I care? So so would that be, you know, when you think about the Rangers, they got good starts from, obviously, uh, Jordan Montgomery mm-hmm. um, and John Gray. And Evaldi. And Evaldi. And Evaldi pitched extremely well. And so are you really in a hurry to put <laughs> Max Scherzer out there? And if you're a Met fan, you think, do you really want him pitching one of those first few games? Uh, maybe in game four. <laughs> maybe in game four, right. So, And if you have a 3-0 lead <laughs> is what you're thinking at that point. So whereas Verlander, I think you're pretty confident. You know, that he's going he, game one. He's, he's pitching well, and, and, and Framber will pitch better you know, behind him. Uh, and Christian Javier got a lot of people out you know, yeah, in, in his start. Gave him six innings, which I think the Astros would take every time. He's just such an old school pitcher or key he just looks like like kind of like bartolo cologne like i'm gonna get you out and you're not gonna know what it is because i'm not really sure what it is until i'm about to throw the pitch and i think looking at these two teams to kind of preview the series are you ta- it's it's it, to me it's an idea of are you taking what the peak of the rangers could be or the steadiness of what the astros are I just read a, t- a position by spe- position comparison by David Adler of Major League Baseball, and so he went around. and What shocked me is how many advantages he gave the Rangers over the right. Astros. And I, I thought, well, because of the way they're going right now. So he picked Jonah Heim over Bregman at third base. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, Young, Josh Young at third base. Jonah Heim's the catcher. My mistake. Um, Josh Young. I'm like. Okay, he's going well, but you're going to pick him over Bregman in the play. I mean, Bregman hasn't been great so far. Right. So he's going on what they're doing right now. But, right. So, but that's what I'm saying. Are you good? Because we know what the Rangers could be. And I think if all of the players play up to the talent level that they have, they're a more like talented, they have been. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're a more talented team than the Astros. But Boy, the Astros I are such a know. savvy. I don't, I, I just think that, that the peak of this, I mean, you got Corey Seeger and. Marcus Simeon no, no, up no, the middle. So Seager over Pena, would you say? Pena right there, Jeremy? By Pena. Large yeah, I, I would I would go there. And I like Pena as a player, but I don't, I don't have any problem with that. Altuve or Simeon? It's not that easy it's in the not, playoffs. Right, it's, it's not, not that, that easy. easy. I'd rather have Altuve. But I'd rather have the, the, the Simeon-Seager pair, I think, is much stronger as a pair than the Altuve-Pena pair. 
And, he, and, and I think they picked Evan Carter over Kyle Tucker because Kyle Tucker has been hitting that great. Are you kidding me? If you're going off of only what they're doing. <laughs> right, right. So I, I think it's like somebody writing a story trying to come up with a way to say, well, here's how the Rangers can beat the Astros. Well, right, so all just, those guys have to keep doing what they're doing right, and the Astros have to do If the Rangers play to the max of their ability, I think they take the series. But I think if they slip and they, they, they're behind a step, the Astros are too good and too savvy a veteran team to let that get by them and they'll take the series. Uh, yeah, well, and I think it was the last week of the season that the Astros played uh, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there was a, a game that uh, I think on September 3rd, I'm trying to remember the, the, the final score, the Astros, you know, basically dominated them, you know, in, in that in that series. And, and so I'm trying to remember who the pitcher was and I'm not it's not coming to me. But Alvarez had a big series there. And so I, I think that the Rangers have a lot to worry about, about an Astro team that knows them very well. Um, and and I, I just think they're going to hit the Rangers pitching. I just feel like that they're, they're not going to pitch past them. Right. Well, it's just like, is, do you think that the Ranger pitching is that much worse than the twin pitching? Because outside of Alvarez, yes. nobody hit the twin pitching. Yes, I do think it's worse. Uh, I, I'm not confident that you're going to throw out Montgomery, Yavaldi. Um, and- well, Montgomery Gray, Montgomery has been consistently good now for about last season and a half. And Gray has been very, very good this year. I just don't see it. The only thing that I like about Montgomery is is that maybe, and, and Alvarez hits everybody, right? So it doesn't matter that he's left-handed so much. But, right. You know, I think I think they're just not, I think that if you're the Rangers, you're going to say, I'm going to make somebody else beat me. Who's, who do you like? Whose bullpen's better? I think the Astro bullpen, but that's more just because they're more proven. And and starting pitching you give to the Astros as well. Right. But I think defensively and offensively, I think the overall strength of the Rangers is greater than the overall strength of the Astros. The Rangers are a good defensive team. I, I would probably have that as a push, mm-hmm. the Rangers and the Astros And the lineup, I think, for the Astros is overall a little better. If, if, if right now. Right, if they're, right, so they haven't, they didn't hit as much, right, against the Twins, like you pointed out, and so if you're looking at, you know, the least, most recent history, yeah, okay, the Rangers come in thumping all the way, so you think they're going to keep doing it? I don't know that they'll do it against the Astros, so that's, uh, you know, you can you know who I'm picking to, yeah. to win that series. Well, clearly, yeah, you're going yeah, with the Astros. I'm, I'm I, going, think, I, th- I think that I, I'm, I'm going with the Rangers mostly just because I don't want to see a repeat of the Astros and the Phillies in the World Series. And here's the thing. I'm not rooting for the Astros. I actually like to see the Rangers win. Uh, I just think the Astros are that stake team that you got to stick it through them and kill them to get them to, to go away. Um, how about in the National League? Where uh, Where's your head at then? I mean, with a series. This, this we, feels like wow. such an easy pick. I, yeah. Like, I feel like this is where you kind of go, okay, Nice it's been year. a really nice year for you, Diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah. Great story. We're really impressed. You got by a round you guys. further than the Orioles. I hope you don't get swept. Oh, wow. I could see it being that way. That this Philly team is just, they're just on another level to the Diamondbacks right now. Uh, I, I, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, well, are the Diamondbacks having that year? And I think it's really hard to go all the way where they were to where what that would mean if they were able to go not just win the if, league championship if they beat, win the world series if they beat the phillies in the league championship they got a I'd chance to win much world. more much more likely to be like oh it's their year kind of year but that dodger pitching staff was so underwhelming in the postseason that i think any team would have basically had that performance against them 
And when do you think, I mean, do the, the Diamondbacks ever hit a wall here with these young players, you know, in the in the moment going, okay, the Phillies are a pretty battle-tested team now, you know? It's time that we start giving them their due as being, you know, okay. They, An they, Astros-like team. Yeah. I, mean, I they, think they have to have another yeah. deep run this year to start uh, getting that kind of credit. They're on the way. Right. They're on that way. They're going to make the World Series because they're my pick, obviously. But I think they need to do that in order to get that kind of status. We're like, okay, you could count on this team because it's like I won't give that to the Dodgers or the Braves right now. So you got to do it too if you're the Phillies. You got to get back to the World Series and prove you're on that level, like the Astros have. So, so the Diamondbacks, like you say, will have to resist the temptation to go. Man, we've had a really good year, and just a couple more pieces. Because here's the thing that bothers me. Uh, you know, I, I, we like Zach Gallen. We love him. He's going to start Game One. So the Diamondbacks were able to line things up extremely well for them. You know, to have their number one starter, their number two starter. I'm just, you know, and I'm like, why do I have such a prejudice against Merrill Kelly? And I'll tell you, there's, there's two things that come to mind. Number one, I, and it's not fair. It's, I'm totally unfair to feel this way. I, I remember him getting bombed in the World Baseball Classic. Like in the game, it was like the game the, the U.S. had to win, and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't pitch well. It's a stupid thing because you know it's, right, that it's doesn't make any season. sense. Okay, so but the big game there, he didn't have it. Oh well, too bad. And then late in the season, when they needed the game against the Mets, he got bombed eleven to one in that game. After that, however, he threw five, six, seven innings, had his pitched relatively well. So his more recent, you know, uh, straight has been very good. But I just feel like he's a guy that could blow up at any time against you know a team that can blow you up at any time. <laughs> right. I, I just think that the overall, the Phillies are a more battle tested veteran team that's performing really well right now and i think it's just going to be too big a mountain for the diamondbacks to climb i think what it would take is that zach gallon merrill kelly and then one other guy stands on their head in mm-hmm. their starts and right. if that happens they got a chance I, I don't even you know know who would be that other pitcher right. at this but somebody goes out and has a day. they got a lot of them but right you know. Somebody goes out and has a day, and then you get two starts from from Zach Gallen and maybe a start or two from Merrill Kelly, and that's what gets you over the line. So uh, you've read about and heard about the Phillies, you know, the crowd and the ballpark, how crazy it is right, right now they're, in they're, Philadelphia. Yeah, and they're pumping crowd noise into pra- at practice for those Diamondbacks to try and simulate it and get ready for what it's going to be like in the stadium. And, and you made the comment on an earlier podcast about Trey Turner, who is obviously, I think he's hitting 500 in the playoffs right now. I mean, just something ridiculous. After all those struggles, and the one fan who I guess is, I forget the guy's name in, in Philly, who, who put out the whole thing, let's go and cheer Trey Turner. And then since that time, you know, he's just he's played been, better. He's been really good, but it made Philly a much different feel. All of a sudden, they're not this the city that wants to kill you. They actually kind of feel like the city of brotherly love. Well, towards the <laughs> Phillies, they do want to kill you if they're the other team. Right, right. And who was it we saw the Phillies dancing in the locker room after they won their World Series? Or somebody commenting? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. F- fuck the Braves. <laughs> uh, fuck whoever we play next, and fuck the Mets. Most of all, fuck the Mets. <laughs> so the Phillies are still you know down and on the Mets even when they're not playing them. So I think that crowd. My point is um, is going to affect a fairly young Diamondback team because they're not going to know it was not like that. You know, no, it's going to be like a punch in the face for them dealing with that. And I think that you're going to see a Phillies AL West team in the uh, 
World Series once again. Yeah, and I'm like you. I'm hoping that it isn't Phillies Astros again. Although when you look back on his history, like, and you see that teams, and this happens all the time, they played each other in back to back years. Uh, and when I start looking at World Series history, it's remarkable because how like often it happens, and it happened more before because there you, you only had one champion from each league. So if you won the league and you're a good team, you know the Cardinals and the Yankees and the and the Dodger, uh, the uh, Cardinals and the Tigers have played a bunch of times. So you know they, if you're good, you're going to see your your opponent in the World Series probably more often than you wish because, you know, they're good too. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at AlmostCoop.